Welcome to another episode of Autonomy Bytes, a program dedicated to keeping you up to date on the latest trends, technologies, and applications of autonomous systems. Each episode highlights interviews with leading experts to provide their insights and opinions in a format that is educational and entertaining. Hi, I'm Dr. Andrew Shepard, the Executive Director and Chief Scientist of Unmanned Aerial Systems, or UAS, at the Sinclair College National UAS Training and Certification Center located in Dayton, Ohio. As always, we'd like to thank Sinclair for being the show sponsor. I am again joined by my co-host, Ryan Smith, a military commercial experimental test pilot and aviation industry expert consultant. Ryan, I thought you'd like to introduce uh, today's guest since you served in the U.S. Air Force together. Hello, Andrew. And yes, I am really excited today to introduce Joseph Zeith Jr. Joe was my former boss in the Air Force with both of us serving as commanders in the 46th Test Wing at Eglin Air Force Base. And in fact, Joe was the commander of the 46th Test Wing uh, at Eglin and as a part of our careers. It was great to cross paths with Joe again in Ohio, where Joe currently serves as the Aerospace and Defense Advisor to the Governor of Ohio, Governor Mike DeWine. Joe, it's great to talk with you again, and thank you for joining us today on Autonomy Bites. Well, thanks, Ryan and Andrew. Uh, I'm really looking forward to it, and I got to tell you, it's a real pleasure to be with you today. You know, Joe, uh, there's so much that we could cover with you today, but uh, we wanted to focus on issues related to autonomy policy, legal considerations, and regulations. So right to the hard question, you know, what do you think are the biggest policy, regulatory, or legal challenges related to the development and adoption of autonomous technologies, specifically related to unmanned aerial and ground systems? Yeah, well, well certainly, um, Andrew, just to start off in the aerial perspective, um, I think really it's in the standards of operations and the definition of airspace. Uh, that's really the key as we move forward from drones or unmanned aerial vehicles to autonomous transportation systems. The, the fundamental question um, in my mind is and always has been in the certification of the vehicle operation. Uh, what are its operational characteristics and what are the actual operations that we anticipated as a result of that. Um, then the, the logical follow-on is how does this vehicle conform to those operations? Uh, the follow-on becomes what certification standards are critical to the safe and efficient operation of these transformational vehicles in terms of traffic separation, uh, integration into current operations, and the impact, I think, of advanced technological systems that enhance safety and efficiency such as avoidance uh, technologies. That then feeds into appropriate regulatory schemes, um, but, but it doesn't end there. It does not end there. I think sustainment questions of damage, repair, and recertification to fly are important. You know, I, I always think of the, uh, um, the Air Force Rapid Sustainment Office that was just placed at Wright-Patterson. That's a critical question that in many cases is overlooked. Um, and in many ways, the autonomous ground vehicle uh, systems may actually lead the way of the regulatory and the legal considerations because of the sheer proximity of those operations to bystanders, to people. Uh, the integration of lessons learned and the technology certification interplay, I think, also are, are really critical. Autonomous systems and trusted systems, and realize those two are not the same, will be key because of the implications of any system failure. Um, so the ultimate question is, what is the level of reliability? Is that realistic? Is that achievable? And is it safe? 
other issues, uh, you know, most most definitely privacy, property rights follow. And these are fascinating legal questions in and of themselves. They transcend all areas of the law. But I really think it's that operational integration and the regulatory scheme that follows that provides the uh, that provides the key questions. So those are certainly all issues we have to deal with as an industry continues to grow and mature. But now let's look at the other side of the coin. Let's look at the positive side. What do you see as the main benefit and, or the positive impacts of autonomy? And what can be done through policy, regulations, and law to enable us to realize those benefits both quickly and safely? Yeah. Yeah, no, uh, RJ, there, there are just so many positive aspects. I mean, autonomous systems really, I think, drive transformational operations in our lives. Um, if you really think about the ability of drones to provide for example, news coverage, right, that was previously provided by expensive helicopter operations. I mean, now, you know, news chopper is about this big, right, and costs probably about $1,000. It's incredible, incredible cost and operational offsets that these, uh, that these systems provide. Now, it's also the same with public safety systems, search and rescue systems, for example. You know, think about the low cost, the responsive nature of a small UAS and the autonomous capabilities. I mean, it's absolutely tremendous. Um, I give you a personal example. My father was a firefighter. I mean, imagine the implications of being able to place an eye in the sky well above a fire to understand the environment so as to be effective and safe in fighting that fire. I mean, it, it's truly transformational, but you know what? That was an observation fire chief. I mean, it's pretty, uh, pretty incredible. Other capabilities, line surveys, whether it's gas, oil, phone line, power, you know, surprisingly, that's one of the most dangerous uh, flight operations, actually. UAS drones uh, you know, transform that operation. Bridge surveys, just like the Ohio Department of Transportation is performing with drones, safer, more focused, multiple angles, incredible viewpoints, it's it's pretty it's pretty awesome to be able to integrate these into our uh, into our lives and into our business. Then there are the flying cars. You know whether you call it agility prime, advanced air mobility, or urban air mobility, this is truly transformational, right? It builds on the advancement of the flight control systems, the materials, and the power systems that have been matured through drone development over the last literally twenty years. The chance to realize, I think, the post-World War II dream of a flying economy, right? Flying direct, point to point, in short, intra-city hops, that's incredible. I think, you know, truly it's exciting to be, uh, you know, one of the major transformational aspects of aviation and aeronautical engineering. And, and what's so cool, Ohio is on the forefront of this. You know, Joe, uh, we, we tend to think of uh, things from a U.S. perspective, but our audience is really global and autonomy advancements are occurring all over the world. So, you know, how do you see U.S. regulations, policies and laws leading the way and driving advances internationally? Or conversely, do you think that other countries may have approaches uh, that uh, would benefit um, us here in the U.S. or, or uh, other nations around the world? Yeah, a little bit of both, uh, Andrew. Um, I think there are clearly some international models in airspace integration and operational benefits. And the observations, I think, that derive from those demonstrations drive a potential regulatory framework. For example, uh, DHL parcel copters servicing mail in hard-to-reach areas in the North Sea. 
uh, that probably really demonstrates a safer and more reliable uh, you know, operation than helicopters, um, the regularity of service. And, that's, and that is truly applicable when one looks at, for example, um, operations and deliveries into remote areas of the United States. And we can observe, I think, the implications of integration into airspace systems, whether they're foreign or whether they're our own. The rules may not be the same as ours, but the operational integration lessons are similar, and I think they can be very, very applicable. Um, certainly, the value proposition that I think Ohio holds, and it goes straight to, to answer your question, is in proximate development of technology. What I mean by that is the ability of the U.S. to view close hand the leading edge technologies, like for example, beyond line of sight tools like sky vision uh, and operations, well, that'll naturally lead to a regulatory scheme, I think, that I think it adapts to what is an ever-changing technological landscape. The co-location of regulatory and technological development, I think, encourages this and accelerates this. So, you know, in, in my context, Ohio brings together these technologies along with the ability to demonstrate them in partnership with NASA, with the Air Force Research Laboratory, with our own UAS test center. And I think that is uh, really pivotal. Um, NASA just recognized this, of course, in awarding Ohio a partnership in the Advanced Air Mobility National Challenge just announced this week. In this arena and to the, to the regulatory scheme development, the presence of the Airworthiness Directorate at Wright-Patterson, a trusted partner of the FAA, is absolutely key and demonstrates this, uh, this linkage. Airworthiness certification and the subsequent regulatory scheme, I think, is the hinge point. And that's recognized by AFWorks, Agility Prime contractors, who have really placed themselves to be in close proximity to that organization in the Dayton region. Yeah, Joe, those are, those are great insights. Unfortunately, though, we only have time for one more question. So I thought I would ask you, a, you know, a, a softball, small question. And here you go. What do you see as the future of autonomy? Do you think the regulations, policies, and laws will be developed to enable continued success? Or do you think technology advances will demand some sort of legal accommodation? Yeah, he, here's what I think the key is. I think the key is a partnership between airworthiness, law, and technology that paves the way for what's truly a transformation of the future. I mean, the, the future is always hard to predict, RJ, but I think spiral development of law and technology holds the key to a more rapid advancement and integration. And that's something we're focused on here. Notably, at least in my mind, one shouldn't necessarily lead the other. We could be incredibly innovative in our technology and at the same time partner with the law schools, the academic research world um, as well to align the regulatory and the legal regimes to understand the implications of advanced technology so that uh, one is not surprised by the other. Crosstalk, uh, mutual teaming, I think is important. Spiral development with legal and regulatory development in proximity to the technological development, I think, holds the key to accelerating this future, in my mind. And that's why I think Ohio is so well positioned. I mean, it's the governor's strategy. And, you know, Ohio will lead the nation into the aerospace age of the 21st century. That's where we're going. That, I think, is, is the key to accelerating the process to get us there. 
Well, Joe, you know, this is this has really been great. Uh, thank you for sharing your perspectives with us today. Thanks, Ryan and Andrew. Okay, uh, Ryan, can you close us out? Sure thing, Andrew. Of course, we'd like to again thank our sponsor, the Sinclair College National UAS Training and Certification Center for making the show possible. We also appreciate the guests for their contributions of time and expertise, and certainly you, our audience. Please encourage your colleagues and friends to subscribe to the show, and we will look forward to having you all join us next time. That's right. The more, the better, because together we can all make sure that autonomy bites. All right. Thanks, everyone. Thanks. Bye-bye.